everyone. It's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today we're going to be diving into a very practical area of the Set Apart life, pop culture entertainment. How do we live as Set Apart women in today's culture and interact with pop culture entertainment in a way that is truly pleasing and honoring to God? I love this quote by Amy Carmichael from her book, If. She said, if I become entangled in any inordinate affection, if things or places or people hold me back from obedience to my Lord, then I know nothing of Calvary love. That phrase, inordinate affection, was very key to me at a point in my Christian life when I had become entangled in the things of this world. It was a few years into marriage and ministry And as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I had become very burned out by ministry, by the intensity of my life. I had begun to turn to pop culture entertainment for a reprieve. At first, it wasn't a very big problem in my life. You know, Eric and I would just sort of rent a family-friendly movie every once in a while just to kind of relax and have fun together. But as we exhausted our, you know, 10 selections of really pure family movies, we began to... Uh, expand into other types of movies. And even though we didn't really watch anything that people would consider really bad, we began to lower our standards for what we were watching, what we were participating in. Because the more we watched these movies, the more we began to look to pop culture entertainment as our way of unwinding, as our way of refueling, well, it became an addiction in our life. We had to have more of it constantly to be happy and satisfied. And it got to the point a few years into our marriage where we were watching movies or TV series multiple nights a week. Every Friday night or every Saturday night, we were going to the movie theater, watching whatever romantic comedy happened to be playing. And it was truly an addiction. We could not imagine a week without a ton of Hollywood's messages and entertainment being built into it. And I remember sitting in a movie theater for our weekly, you know, time to go and sit in front of a romantic comedy and waiting for the movie to start and seeing a preview. And the first preview that came on was for this really obnoxiously crude bathroom humor type of movie. And I began to get uncomfortable because even the preview was offensive. Even the language and the jokes told and used in the preview were were offensive for a Christian's mind and heart. And even though my standards had been lowering and lowering slowly but surely, I was still a little bit jarred by what I was seeing in the preview. And then another preview came on and it was for a horror movie. And it was very evil, very demonic, very much focused on death. And in both cases, I started to sort of squirm in my seat and think, I wonder if I really should be watching this and exposing myself to this. And But I immediately justified it, thinking, well, I didn't come to see those previews. I didn't know that they were going to show those previews. I was just sort of innocently sitting here when they came on and just immediately justifying saying, God knows I don't agree with it, so it's fine. And then I watched the movie that we had come to see, and it was a fine movie. It didn't have anything overtly bad in it. But when I was driving home, I began to come to the realization that the movie that I had just watched was the opposite of everything that Eric and I had stood for and believed and spoken for years. It was not based on purity. It was not based on God's pattern. It was based on the world and Hollywood's romantic version of living for self. And I began to 
realize this was the opposite of how God has called me to live and the message he's called me to speak. So why am I fine with going and watching a movie like that, spending money on it, spending time on it, and taking delight in it? I was really actually afraid to grapple with those questions because, like I said, watching movies multiple times a week had really become a lifeline for me. It was something that I had to have in order to cope with the stress of my life. At least I thought I had to have it. And I knew that Eric felt the same way. It was sort of like a joint addiction that we both shared. And we couldn't imagine living life without spending nearly all of our free time on pop culture entertainment. And in addition to our Friday night movie tradition, most of our downtime at home was centered around pop culture entertainment, DVDs, watching television dramas, comedy series. And in some ways, these kinds of activities were what we lived for. We wouldn't have really admitted that out loud. We honestly believed that God was what we were living for. And even as Christian leaders, our exhortation to other believers had always been that Jesus should be our everything, our all in all. But now I found myself wondering, does my life really reflect that principle that I've been speaking for so many years? Early in my relationship with Christ and when my love story with Eric was unfolding, we had really understood what it meant to be consecrated to him in all these areas of our lives. And instead of spending our spare time, our free time on frivolity, we had spent time in prayer and in the word of God. And instead of chasing after popularity, we had learned how to put others first and serve those in need. We had spent the majority of our time on eternal things, not on temporal ones. We weren't consumed by pop culture. We were consumed with learning more about God and drawing closer to him. We'd read Christian biographies together, and we studied the word together. Our spiritual fire had burned strong. But then a few years into our Christian ministry, things just subtly began to change and to shift. We always felt that we were entitled to a break from being in ministry mode all the time or ministry leader mode all the time. And we believed it was our responsibility to stay in touch with the culture. That's what a lot of other leaders told us. Well, you have to be clued in to society's trends in music and media and professional sports. Otherwise, you won't be able to relate to the audience that you're trying to reach. So we use that as an excuse for exposing ourselves to all kinds of things. And we really believed that we were spiritually mature enough to separate the good from the bad. We didn't think that a few worldly pastimes would harm us as long as we were careful to put reasonable boundaries around what we listened to and what we watched. Slowly, our standards began to decline. Slowly, we began to become more and more comfortable with compromise. And I remember a Christian leader telling us once, you know, you can't be spiritual all the time. You're just going to have to unplug from that spiritual side of your life at some point or you'll just burn out. And so that's what we believed and that's how we lived. And yet what that mindset led to was spiritual weakness in my life. You know, there's nothing in scripture that says you can't be spiritual all the time. In fact, Paul says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And constantly there are warnings all throughout scripture about not growing cold, not growing weary. And so I don't know where so many of us get this idea that we have to unplug spiritually and have a break from our spiritual focus. That is supposed to be the crux of our life. But yet that was the lie that I fell for in that season of my life. And I had to admit that I would rather spend an evening curled up on the couch in front of TV than on my knees in prayer studying God's word. And I actually felt more at home surfing the internet than searching the word of God for priceless nuggets of truth. I was far more inclined to open just a frivolous novel than an inspiring Christian biography. 
And as I became comfortable with the world's messages, it became even easier for me to allow subtle sins into my life. And because they were creeping in gradually, it was easy for me to just excuse this kind of behavior and allow it to remain. God began to really convict me and show me how far from center I had strayed. Even as a Christian leader, I had traded my spiritual passion for mediocrity. And I was only loving Christ with part of my heart rather than my entire being. And a huge part of that was allowing pop culture entertainment to get out of its place and to become an idol in my life. Because with my mouth, I proclaimed that the things of God were most important to me, but with my time and my daily choices, I was placing a much higher value on the things of this world. And I remember really grappling with the words of Psalm 8611, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I was recognizing the fact that God wanted me to come to him with an undivided heart each and every day, not a heart that was halfway in the world of Hollywood, halfway in the world of some TV series or novel that I was distracted by, but an undivided heart where I was looking to him for my joy, my peace, my fulfillment, and even the need in my life for excitement and adventure, all of that could come from living in God's kingdom and walking out the amazing calling he had placed on my life and cultivating my relationship with him. But I had bought the lie that the only way to truly gain those things was through pop culture entertainment. I read some words by Amy Carmichael, and I knew that they were a great expression of what God was doing in my life, the place that he was asking me to come to. She wrote, comrades in this solemn fight, let us settle it as something that cannot be shaken. We are here to live holy, loving, lowly lives. We cannot do this unless we walk very, very close to our Lord Jesus. Anything that would hinder us from the closest walk possible till we see him face to face is not for us. That is so powerful and so convicting. And God began to walk Eric and I through a revival season where we began to exchange our trivial pastimes of just reveling in pop culture entertainment for time that was spent in the presence of God. And the result was amazing. I had sat in front of movies thinking, this is going to give me the relief and the reprieve that I need. But the problem was, as soon as the movie was over, all of my burdens and problems were still on my shoulders, and I still had to carry them with me into the next day. But when I sat at the feet of Jesus and I laid my burdens at his feet, I left a time of prayer equipped and ready and strengthened and peaceful because I had given my burdens to God, and I was so much stronger for the the calling that God had placed upon my life. I began to find that I craved time in God's presence much more than I ever had craved a movie. It says in Psalm 1611, in his presence is the fullness of joy. I had never really experienced that as a reality until this season of my life when I began to say no to an addiction to pop culture entertainment and and begin to say yes to purposeful time in the presence of God. Leonard Ravenhill once said that the devil's substitute for peace and joy is Hollywood entertainment and professional sports. He he said the the more true joy of the Lord that you have in your life, the less worldly entertainment you need. And that is so powerful because in many cases we are settling for a counterfeit thinking we can find our happiness and our satisfaction through movies, through television shows, through all the things that pop culture dangles in front of us saying you have to have this in your life, and yet the real life is found in the presence of God. 
And when we begin to love the things of this world, we know that we are putting a distance in our relationship with God. James 4, 4 says, adulterers and adulteresses do not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And that is not something to take lightly. We are so careless and casual toward the things of this world. We oftentimes delight in these these trivial things like dancing with the stars and all the reality TV shows that are out there, whatever the latest thing is that everyone's enamored with in the culture. I see Christians post about them on social media and talk about them all the time. And yet as we take delight in the things of the world and be, try to become friends with the world and the world's ways, we make ourselves enemies of God. 1 John 2, 15 and 16 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Somehow we fooled ourselves into thinking we can blend all these worldly shows and celebrities and sports and movies and the red carpet and get all involved in those things and blend them into our walk with God and just sort of have it all be part of our life. And yet God says that all of those things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. If you spend five minutes watching a modern TV show series or even some commercials, you'll realize that worldly entertainment is built upon the gospel choking pitfalls warned about in scripture. It's the lust of the flesh. Here's a new way to indulge your physical cravings. Or it's the lust of the eyes. You know, look at this beautiful new car. Don't you want one? Or the pride of life. It's all about me, me, me. That's the message that we're gaining through pop culture entertainment. And yet we are so often quick to justify our preoccupation with these activities, thinking that we are somehow immune to God's warnings against them because we are mature enough to separate the garbage from the good. We come up with wise sounding excuses, sort of like, God knows I don't agree with everything in this movie. I'll just ignore the immorality and enjoy the amazing artistry of this film. Or I have to watch TV or else I won't be in tune with where the culture is at. Or maybe my friends and family members all build their lives around these things. And if I don't participate in them with my friends and family, I won't be able to reach them with the gospel or I won't be able to show my love for them. But when we reason this way, we corrupt our hearts and our minds by idolizing our right to be entertained and catered to by pop culture. We have to learn how to view the shallow, ungodly attractions of this world the way God sees them as worthless, meaningless, and empty. No matter how much glitz and artistry Hollywood may use to dazzle our senses and draw our attention, if it does not glorify God and lead us closer to him, it is dangerous to our souls. May our attitudes towards pop culture attractions echo that of the psalmist when he said, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Now, this doesn't mean that Eric and I never watch a family-friendly movie with our kids or that we don't do fun things with them. We've taken our kids to Disneyland and Legoland and we've built fun memories that way. But the key is, it's not what we build our life around. It's not what we look to for our fulfillment and our joy. And we are very, very guarded that if it is against God's pattern, if it is breeding the wrong spirit, the wrong attitude in our lives, if it is about the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, then we're not going to participate in it. And in previous episodes, I've given little lists or ways that you can tell if an activity has eternal value or not. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those if you're wondering 
well, is this activity okay? Is that activity okay? But I would encourage you to start with the question that is not asking how much of this can I get away with putting in my life? How, how much pop culture entertainment can I allow in and still be on God's good side? But asking the question, Lord, how far can I go to please you and honor you in this area? It doesn't need to become a legalistic decision where you say, I will never turn on a movie again. I will never turn on a computer again. I will never do anything that is entertainment-based in my entire life. Again, that's not what God is asking for, but he is asking us for a heart that says, Lord, my delight is in you, not in the things of this world. It may seem that living a life that is not built around worldly entertainment would become dull or that not watching TV all the time and following everything that happens on social media might cause you to become out of touch with culture and unable to impact the world for Christ. I hear this a lot as far as people's reasoning and justification for why they are watching these questionable TV shows and following things on social media that's very unedifying. But I have discovered that when I remove my entanglement with these inordinate affections, I suddenly have time to pursue Christ with all my heart. I become free to live the amazing adventure that he has planned for me every day. And when I stop assaulting my senses with the ungodly messages of the culture, I become much more in tune with the voice of God's spirit and far more equipped to make a lasting impact on the world around me. So some final thoughts that I want to share with you. If you desire an undivided heart towards Christ and deeper intimacy with him, I encourage you to prayerfully consider any areas of pop culture entertainment that have become unhealthy addictions in your life. Things like movies, music, social media, TV shows, sports, novels, and things like that. Ask God to show you if there are any activities that need to be removed from your life and what activities might need to be put in their proper place. For instance, maybe watching an edifying family movie every once in a while with your family instead of watching movies two or three nights a week that are not edifying and that are just filling that void in your life that you just need to veg, you just need to relax. Ask God for the grace to change your habits in order to be consecrated to him in this area of your life and make these decisions out of love for him, not out of legalism, obligation, or as a self-righteous statement towards other Christians in your life who might not share your same standards. Remember, this life is just a breath. You can see that in Psalm 39.5. And so in light of eternity, ask yourself this, what will matter more, whether you saw all the latest Hollywood productions or whether you kept your eyes fixed solely upon the unmatched glory, loveliness, and majesty of Jesus Christ? Because once you exchange the cheap counterfeits of this world for what is real, lasting, and eternal, you'll never look back. In his presence is the fullness of joy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more on this subject, see the resources that we have available at setapartgirl.com and consider joining us for our upcoming Set Apart Conference, May 26th and 27th, 2017. You can find out how to join us in Colorado or how to stream a simulcast of the conference up to three months after the event by visiting setapartgirl.com. I pray that you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.